Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to White Beanie Caps in Control. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Thursday, December 8th in the year 2022. I'm going to tell you, this narrative that people like to push, and you know how I am on this, the white hat's in control, <laughs> if you can't tell by tonight's title. Just a little bit snark built right in there with our white beanie caps dancing around here, I'm sure leading us to the ever greater world that lies ahead as the Defense Department passes an $858 billion bill and claims that our military is underfunded while we have 450,000 FHA homeowners ready to lose their home and another 10 million homes on short sale. But that's okay because we must bring out a new bomber, the B-21. We must develop new missiles that are green. If you didn't hear about that, we have a new green agenda in the Pentagon. So now all of the military equipment must have a low carbon footprint. I'm not really sure how that works, but apparently when we annihilate a culture and we kill thousands of people, we're now going to do it with a green touch. So when that blood is flowing through the streets and villages are being ransacked and people are being raided at night and children are being killed accidentally, of course, please don't worry because your military is doing it with a green agenda and probably with battery-powered Humvees and maybe even electric rail guns. All sorts of exciting things coming in the future, Patriots. Just be so blessed. Here we go. Anyway, in this time and such craziness, I would highly recommend, yeah, take care of all that wealth that you've done because they're shaking this world up and they're trying to strip away everything that you have to make you a slave to the state. And you've got to protect what you have as best you can. Patriots, will the lack of red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? More wasteful government spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer? By diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text BARDS to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs. Text BARDS to 989898 and claim your free no-obligation info kit now. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text BARDS to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Text BARDS to 989898. It's your free info kit. You'll be happy you did. So in a few things, just to highlight the news before we dig in deep into our main topic tonight, which you will all just roll your eyes when I share this one, but we also know that 
today, the big news was that Griner was released from Russian prison. Now, if you've ever wondered what Griner is, I guarantee it's not a she. Because when you t- go into Russian prison and they don't give you your hormones for a, a month or two, yeah, well, the man's deep voice returns. Take a listen as you can out there when you wherever you find it to the video that's on Twitter of Griner talking to the Russian handler. That voice got real deep for a woman. I'm telling you right now, Patriots. So I think that we've got something we're being revealed here that maybe, just maybe, Griner isn't exactly playing fair. Well, anyway, you know what I say there. Women with men, what can you say? But that was also a great deal for the Biden administration because what it did is it obscured a simple little fact that no one was paying attention to because why? The Saudi prince got involved with the negotiations to make sure that the blowback on the Saudis wouldn't be too severe and that, uh, and that the Biden administration would consider, continue to lap at their feet like a dog hungry for warm milk because the Saudis cut back the flow of oil. So that happened today, meaning that the United States isn't going to get what we want because we continue to shut down our oil production here in the country. That means oil prices will continue to rise and the dollars are going to continue to fall because she met with the Saudis today to expand a deal to ensure that Huawei cloud computing would continue to be in their country. Military ties would expand and the Saudis would not be committed solely to the petrodollar. The dollar is dead, patriots. I'm telling you, prepare because there's a lot of things coming, including increasing food costs and shortages. Patriots, if you haven't heard, we're heading into the worst diesel fuel shortage in 70 years. And that's a big problem. Because if truckers can't get enough fuel, grocery stores could go empty. You need to stock up now on emergency food. Visit MyPatriotSupply.com and grab a special offer from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. You'll save 25% on their four-week emergency food kit with a wide variety of breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks that provide over 2,000 calories a day for strength and energy. My Patriot Supply wants to help American families more by charging less. So go to MyPatriotSupply.com and you'll save 25% on their four-week emergency food kit. Order enough to get your family through the difficult times ahead. At least one kit per person in your home. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and grab all the four-week kits you need. MyPatriotSupply.com. Patriots, food is security, both mentally and spiritually. And the time to prepare is now. Get your preparations done. These foods will last for up to 20 years on the shelf for My Patriot Supply. So head on over to MyPatriotSupply.com. All right, Patriots. So in as we continue down this rabbit hole is stupid, and there's plenty of it going on today. One of the things that does jump out, besides besides the ridiculous defense act or defense bill of $858 billion, but I want you to be proud of your military. Be proud knowing that the defense industrial, the military industrial complex is raping you every single day and raping you well, knowing that you are going to be feeling safe with all the new technologies that you'll never see, never be able to use, but your tax dollars are buying so that we can bomb innocent people and innocent civilians around the world in the name of freedom. God bless America. So 
One thing that did come out is that Project Veritas has found the Chicago Dean, which should come as no surprise why Chicago. Of course, it's the home of the uh, of the gay President Obama and his male wife, Michael. And so they are obviously probably have a few of these things hanging around the house anyway. But the Chicago Dean brags about giving underage students sex toys during Pride Month. This is a really gross example of what's happened with the LGBTQ movement. And it's being done in the, in the plain view of everybody. Probably the most seditious aspect to everything going on. But oh, wait a minute. Let me just remind you. White hats are in control. So don't worry. Your children are getting mind raped each day, but white hats are in control. And it must be this way, patriots, because we all must suffer together to wake up as one big happy family. That's the cue pitch there for you. For those of you that felt a little bit out of place, you can find that in other places on Telegram as well to make yourself feel warm and fuzzy. That narrative in the patriot movement is killing us. And it's killing us because it's creating a level of absolute massive complacency of people expecting someone else to fix these problems for us. Project Veritas has now gone on a pretty intense campaign to now reveal what's going on in schools, using children as well now, training them on how to tape their teachers. And in one of their biggest things so far, it was the Chicago Dean who's been bragging about giving underage children sex toys by an LGBTQ outreach group. So let's look at this a little bit, because one of the things that's really surprising is the willingness of parents to accept in their public libraries these drag queen story hours. We're going to talk a bit about this, because there's an amazing research article that was done on this. And this was this story it was written it called The Real Story, story Behind Drag Queen Story Hour, a fantastic piece that I've been going through today. And it is written by the City Journal in publication of the Manhattan Institute of Policy Research, um, Christopher R. F. Rufo. And I'll put a link, um, we'll put a link up in Telegram for everybody to read this article. It's worth going through in detail. I'm going to go through some of it tonight. But here's the deal is that there is a lot of questions that we have if you start to look at this agenda that's going on. And a couple of them to jump out is number one, why are we promoting, when there's a mechanical piece to this of why we promote racial hate and at the same time um, push these queer story hours to try to create gender confusion in children. But this is part of a massive strategy. I think that has to be understood, that this is a absolute movement across this nation that isn't going to go away because of a few white hats that are apparently in control. This is systemic. It's deep in our schools. It's deep in our lives. It's deep in our government. And what has happened here is we have seen the rise of the promotion of black America to subdue white America. They've tried to infuse hatred between whites and blacks. They are using the promotion of the white guilt to push that into children and to influence them in queer theory and to destabilize them and to ultimately have white children feel guilty, disempowered, and ultimately feel that they can choose another gender to find their solution towards the guilt which is being put upon them by our public schools. Our public schools are queer 
indoctrination camps. You have to understand that. If your child is in public school, you are sending them to mind rape every day. Let me say that again. If your children are in public schools, they are being sent to a camp to have themselves mind raped every day. But let me give you a little piece that came out of this article that's pretty amazing. And it starts to put some light onto why they are elevating black culture, they meaning those in power, besides the fact that there is a whole issue of keeping blacks enslaved by keeping them in a constant state of hate. And for black America out there, which you undoubtedly hate me more for saying this, you're on the plantation. And the more that you vote for the plantation, the deeper you get in the plantation. So get off of it and start thinking free. But here's a little dark little piece of history that's now being used once again to cover what's really going on and to use the truth as a weapon against us. You see, one of the prerequisites to understanding Drag Queen Story Hour is to understand the historical development of the art of drag. And listen to this. It begins with a freed slave. Yep, a black man named William Dorsey Swan, who dressed in elaborate silk and satin women's costumes, called himself the Queen of Drag, and organized sexually changed charged soirees at his home in Washington, D.C. Isn't that interesting? Over the course of his life, Swan was convicted of petty larceny. He had stolen books from the library and dinnerware from private residents, and then in 1896 was charged with keeping a disorderly house, a euphemism for running a brothel, and sentenced to 300 days in jail. From the viewpoint of modern sexual politics, the story has all the elements of of the perfect left-wing archetype. Swan was a man who liberated himself from the chattel slavery and then from a repressive sexual culture, despite the best efforts of the oppressors, which were the Puritans and the police. In other words, in simple language, were those white Christian terrorists of the nation that were trying to suppress his true gender identity. You see, the thing is that we're not understanding Drag Queen Story Hour. I'll bet you most people don't realize at this point in time, the Drag Queen Story Hour isn't just a simple little single-off movement. It's actually an organized group that now has 40 chapters across the United States, and it is a 501c3, and it is literally working in hand-in-hand with our NGOs across the nation and getting government subsidies. All the Drag Queen Story Hours, which began with voluntary programs at public libraries, which, by the way, they use public libraries because public libraries require, by law, equal access to organizations regardless of political affiliation or ideology. This is important because they see themselves both as an ideological movement and as a political movement. This is nothing more than revenge against Christian white America that did not allow them to rape kids legally. That's the bottom line of everything about the LGBTQ movement, period. So understand that. So whatever the motive is for those out there that want to live is this, this lifestyle of living together at the core of the entire movement, which if they affiliate with it or associate with it in any way, the entire movement's focus is to upend sexualism defined by Christian standards. 
The purpose, and here's from the article, is to subvert the system of heteronormality, meaning the way we normally, the way God wants us to be, which includes childhood innocence and re-engineer childhood sexuality from the ground up. Drag performances provide a visual, symbolic, and erotic method for achieving this. And the language that they use are things like pleasure, desire, bodies, girls, boys, glitter, sequins, wigs, and heels. They make it all come into life. When you're dealing with trying to affect mental change and and using a power of a psyop on people, it gets much deeper. You're literally dealing with MKUltra type training. And understand that if we take this deeper, I haven't gone as deep into this yet as I want, and I'm going to be following up on this story next week with a connection between this and the global satanic cabal. But I, I'm ready to, I'm expecting that this is what I'm going to find because it's already pointing that direction pretty clearly. The CIA was wrought with pedophiles, pedophiles that came out of Operation Paperclip that were Nazis that came over here that the CIA and its Jesuit order buddies brought in and let free into our society. What we have then is a connection of those type of handlers working with these type of organizations to move this agenda through the children and to teach them the principles of SRA, which is satanic ritual abuse, and inculcate that under a title of deconstructing sexualization and giving freedom, giving freedom to those that are oppressed. So listen to this. This is this comes from some writings um, by a woman by the name of Ruben, and this, she's one of the lead voices in this sexual movement. And it says this new scholarship on this is hers. The new scholarship on sexual behavior has given sex a history and created a constructive alternative to the view that sex is a natural and pre-political phenomenon. Rubin wrote, underlying this body of work is an assumption that sexuality is constituted in society and history, not biologically ordained. This does not mean that biological capacities are not prerequisites for human sexuality. It does mean that human sexuality is not comprehensible in purely biological terms. So in other words, what she's meaning is that human sexuality uh, and the traditional concepts of sex regarding it as a natural behavior that reflects an unchanging order are pure mythology designed to rationalize and justify systems of oppression. So there you have taken God's construct of all of this, and they've called sex an order of repression because of its binding principles that there is a man and there is a woman and each of us have genitalia that is given and that defines us in our roles in life. They see this other part of this as a way to free themselves. But let's talk a little bit about what she actually did. You see, this woman, Reuben, became obsessed with this subculture of sexuality in San Francisco. Where, what did she do? She got involved with BDSM. She got involved with every sort of debacle that you could imagine, diabolical type sexual practice, and she became obsessed with it and therefore figured that this class of people offered the greatest way to change society. Remember, all these people in the principles are Marxists. They hate America. They hate capitalism, and they hate you. And they particularly hate you, and they hate me, because we are Christians. 
and because we abide by a rule and a law, the freedom that they shall do, thou shall do what they will, by their own will, without any consequences, is the way that they live. That's the principles of Satanism. And these people have taken this and they put another veneer on it every single time. So the global cult of organization is Satanism, and that's what's running this world. And these sub-chapters take away the satanic moniker and they put on other things like LGBTQ. And what this group is doing and what is most deadly and vicious about this group is they're going at the children using the comical type dress-ups that people, the children are familiar with with children programming. They're dressing as clowns. They're dressing as, as men in these costumes of glitter. All of these things create a visual and sensual, visual and sensual experience that impermeates, and I'm going to use the term impregnates, the thoughts and minds of a child. So what is happening is children are being brought to these events or mandated that they go because a classroom takes them there. And the experience that they have there between the storytelling, which is the audible, they're going to have the visuals of the story. They're going to have the peer pressure of the moment. They're going to have smells that they're going to tie to this, including the senses. If they're touched by the drag queen, there's a physical touching experience. And they're bringing in as many senses as possible to deeply embed and inject this experience into the subconscious of the child to start to program them in such a deep way that they create the foundations for gender confusion. Again, to go back to their own words, which is literally to this, to subvert the system of heteronormality. So in other words, to subvert God's way of living and to cor- corrupt it at its deep programming method using the, ex- the methods ultimately of MKUltra. But, but this would be literally MKUltra light. You have to create a traumatic experience. And this is traumatic for a child because what they're experiencing is at odds with what they are natively and normally to do. They, children know who they are in a very simple sense. So what this is doing is this is plugging in a viral programming into their minds. And the parents that are allowing this at any capacity, I'll just say it, you're criminal and you're part of the damn problem. To allow your child in any way to be participant in this is criminal. And to allow your child to remain in school if they were exposed to this, even without your consent, is still criminal. It is not enough to keep to say that I'm going to work with my child when they come home. It won't work. You don't have enough time with them by the offset of what's going on in school. And so on top of the drag queen story hour, then the child's messages that they're now been put into their head with an entire visual and living experience around them are now going to be reinforced when they get back to the classroom. They're going to be trained and taught again and again that if you're white, you're guilty. If you're black, you're not, you're, you should feel more empowered. If you are male, you are a problem in society. It doesn't matter what's your gender. And so everybody needs to pay attention to what your inner self is telling you as they're pumping in this other message that says that, kids, your gender is plural. You can be great like me as a freak wearing a dress and I'm out here, and guess what? You're, I, I'm normal. It's not normal. This is absolutely Satan's hand right in there, and this is where we have a major, major problem. And to continue with some of this, 
discussion here from this magazine. Most of the sexual revolution began in the 60s. And the 60s, the sexual revolution has been conquering territory for two decades. Think about that. The birth control pill was one of them, okay? And the liberalization of laws surrounding marriage and abortion and the intellectual movements of feminism and sexual liberalization, the culture that, that had been emerged ultimately around the Playboy magazine. All of that was designed. We know that Playboy was partly was designed and Hugh Hefner was backed by the elements today that we know of as a deep state. We know that for a fact. So all of this was about deconstructing the social norms of the entire society. So by undoing this, they've now got to the place where they've been attacking the nuclear family, the foundation of this entire Western world. And now what they're doing is they're undoing this through the attack on children. So Rubin continues, a radical theory of sex must identify, describe, explain, and denounce erotic injustice and sexual oppression. Such a theory needs, re needs refined conceptual tools which can grasp the subject and hold it in view. It must build rich descriptions of sexuality as it exists in society and history. It requires a convincing critical language that can convey the barbarity of sexual persecution. Meaning that they're in, what they're saying is that this whole new language must defend those which wish which seek to have sex with children. This is the ultimate goal because where does this thing end? And that is really the issue. And it's even said in the article, where does this process end at its logical conclusion? The ab abolition of restrictions on the behavior at the bottom end of the moral spectrum, pedophilia. In other words, the entire process, which began in the sixties to deconstruct the family and to destroy the Christian foundation of this nation is now finding its final fight and its final battle line through this process in libraries, which is to bring children to a place where they accept adult lovers. In other words, pedophilia as a normal point within society. Patriots, this is a very real war. And they're using terms like MAP, minor attracted person. They're taking away the whole concept of pedophilia. They're taking that out of the language. They're putting in things like boy lovers or men who love underaged youth. And they've ultimately arrived at minor attracted person. They're trying to soften this because they're pushing this to a mainstream. And the way they're going to work it is on both ends to the middle. Classic again, they, we will wage war by deception both ends to the middle. If you haven't seen the Ouroboros, it's worth looking at. It's the snake with it eating its tail. That's the Ouroboros. And that's the principle of what we're seeing here. Because as they attack one level of society, which is the mainstream cultural level, where people are now accepting terms like, oh, yeah, it's not a pedophile. It's a minor attracted person. And then they go to the other end and they inculcate and indoctrinate these children with this with this ideology, which is really a satanic religion so that the children, then their barriers are already broken. And the parents that have allowed their children to participate in this have now created a chimera right within their own house. The child is confused. The parent is going to put that with, doesn't have an understanding of the depth of this or doesn't have an appreciation for what their child has gone through. The child is traumatized. 
The child is going to be told not to do something. The child is going to then go to school being told that they can do something. The groomer at the school is going to be giving them this soft, gentle talk about, yes, but you can be empowered. You can find your true inner expression. You can find everything about you. And in so doing, what they're going to do is they're going to arrive at a point where they literally start to move away from the parents by design and they start to embrace their lover, their handler, their rapist as the new trusted agent in their life. This, folks, is about grooming children to become new generations of transvestites, of LGBTQ members, of gay, of lesbian, of gender-confused movement in this country. It is destroying the family at its very core, and it's happening right in your public libraries. Oh, and I forgot to mention this, now publicly funded. Your taxpayer dollars at work, once again, doing an amazing job of bringing the best of the best from our government, that same government that just passed that $858 billion defense bill to keep you safe. And that new B-21 bomber that's going to do everything it can to keep you safe. Another quote here, you can't liberate children and adolescents without disrupting the entire hierarchy of adult power and coercion and challenging the hegemony of anti-sex fundamentalists' religious values. There it is, right there in your face. And that right there is the whole principle behind everything that they're doing is to subject and subvert the family to such a degree that it will never again rise. Judith Butler was another one of these theorists. The theory of social change is that once the promise, the premise is established that gender is malleable and used as an instrument of power currently in favor of heterosexual norm, normality, or I should say it's norm, norm, normativity is what they actually say, then the work of social reconstruction can begin. Listen to those words again. Then the work of social reconstruction can begin. And the drag queen embodies Butler's theory of gender deconstruction. The performance of drag plays upon the distinction between the anatomy of the performer and the gender that is being performed. Right there is critical because what they're doing with the drag queen is they're creating a duality and an irreconcilable visual event for a child. The child does not have the ability to reconcile that it's a man with a weenie dancing around in a skirt in, 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 with sequins. And so it creates this conflict. That's at the, co the base of Common Core, and it's also at the basis of MKUltra training. Because you create a constant duality in the mind. They can't reconcile. And what happens is you then snap the normal cognitive processes and you create subalterns with enough trauma. Subalterns then are easily programmed and easily controlled. That is the fundamental principle of MKUltra. And they've got it right there in their basic agenda of what the purpose of the drag queen is. But we are actually in the presence of three contingent dimensions of significant corporeality, anatomical, sex, gender identity, and gender performance. When such categories come into question, the reality of gender is also put into crisis. It becomes unclear how to distinguish the real from the unreal right there. That's MKUltra.
at its fundamental sense. And this is coming right from the mouth of Judith Butler, who's one of the fundamental pieces of people who promoted this entire movement. And this is the occasion in which we come to understand that we, that what we take to be real, what we invoke as to the naturalized knowledge of gender is in fact a changeable and revisable reality. That's postmodernism, which again finds its roots where in the whole concept of deconstruction, which takes us back to Derrida in the 60s with the deconstruction of language, which takes us to the Frankfurt School, which was part of the whole movement, the global Marxist movement, which takes us back to Rosenberg, which takes us, that takes us back to about 1914, Frankfurt School's in the 60s, and Rosenberg then takes us back to Marx. Huh, there's a little travel in history for you. The whole thing's connected, patriots. All of this is about deconstructing culture so that you can bring in the new era of tyranny what they call communism. It's no other, it's just another brand for tyranny. And all of this finds its origins. I bet you're going to be surprised at this one in the Jesuits because the Jesuits mastered raping little boys and traumatizing them to create their little soldier armies. This whole pathway that we're looking at here is coming into your hometown in story hour. And this whole thing is about taking children innocent children and permanently damaging them to such a degree that the trauma that's within them will be within them forever. And they will not be a normal part of society. They will always migrate towards their handler and their handler is their rapist and their rapist takes the form of a drag queen transgender story. Our reader, that's it. So you need to understand the overall agenda here because this is a very, very serious serious event. And Patriots, I'm just going to say it. You're not going to like to hear what I have to say on this next one. Unless we start to take a stand, we can scream to Father God all we want. Unless we start to take a stand and stop this, we are still going to be held accountable. These children are given to us to protect, and we're not doing it. And we're letting the lion into our bedroom. You're letting the wolf and the fox in the hen house and wondering why your chickens are dead. These people are predators, and they know they're predators. In fact, much of this is being done out of vengeance against the Christian society that didn't allow them way back in the early 1900s to have their pedophilia ways. They wanted this as part of who they are. These are true predatorial types, and they will do anything. And once they get got their hand on it, and much of that started in New York when they started the gay riots, Men begin to use the dress of women to overemphasize their choice and to break down gender and then turn the tables when they had the opportunity to start waging war against a society that they thought was unjustly judging them because they were gay, because they liked kids. And that war now is being waged at such a level that they are going out with a vengeance to destroy the family permanently. I'm just going to say this because just in case somebody's confused, because there's a bunch of billboards that have come out now saying that men have to be allowed to have babies. And I don't know if this is clear to everybody, but I do want it to be clear just in case the LGBTQ programming has confused it all. You're not going to get pregnant through butt sex. Sorry, not going to happen. So this whole thing that we're dealing with ultimately gets to a place 
of a responsibility for us to take a stand and take a bold stand and protect these children. I don't care if a parent says it's okay to have their kids go there. It's our job to shut these story hours down. And they are so concerned about this that this little incident that happened over in Moore County, North Carolina, where you had the substation shot up and the power went out for 40,000 families. They are so concerned about the public perception of what they're doing to mind rape these children and to indoctrinate them in as groomers into their perverted culture that they're actually setting up the case on the narrative in the, in the media sphere because groomers are afraid of being exposed, that the reason that that substation was shot up apparently is that it was a right-wing radical group trying to shut down Story Hour. We know that's a lie, but there's a whole bunch of liberals out there that don't see that as a lie. They see that as absolutely normal. You know, keep in mind that as we look at the Drag Queen Story Hour, it appears almost like a comic event, all right? But the the message is absolutely serious. They are deconstructing the sexual normalcy of society. They are reconstructing child sexuality. And they're subverting the entire function of the middle-class family. They're doing all three of those things with that single act. And the problem is that they've done it brilliantly because what you end up having is one side which is taking a firm stand against it based on Christian values, while the woke side is claiming that this is just an expression of an under-expressed subclass of people that need to have a right to speak. And they're avoiding the central theme to all of this when the woke culture talks about it, which is the manipulation, grooming, and ultimately predatorial attack on children. They have mainstreamed the entire idea, ultimately, of grooming. And the story hours is a critical component to everything that they do. Keep in mind, like I said, that this was born, this entire movement of story hours, born out of the dungeons in San Francisco and incubated in the universities. And it's now part of an official state strategy using public libraries and schools across the United States to groom children. This is war. It's not a joke. And it's not just going to go away when we put our head in the sand. It's going to take mobilization and unity across every community to kick these people out and hold them accountable. There is nothing more valuable in our lives than the children. And if we are not going to stand and protect them, Frankly, I don't know what we're fighting for because it sure as heck isn't Carrie Lake. And it sure as heck isn't going to be what Mitch McConnell has to say next with his Chinese wife. And it sure as heck isn't going to be what Nadler says with his transgender husband, wife, whatever it is. Nor do we care what Obama and Michael are doing in their bedroom. The bottom line is children are at risk and these people know it and they're loving it, and they're mocking us, and they continue to do it because they're allowed to because not enough people are putting a stop to it. The bottom line in all of this is defiance. And just so I highlight this in the last year, this whole concept of Q and we'll be united again, not happening. 
Sorry. Not until these people give up their filthy ways, accept Christ, and seek repentance for their sins. Because this group of people have only one target. It's a millstone and a deep swim in in the ocean. And that's biblical. Let's pray. Father God, we are in a time right now when the absolute horrors are becoming evident to us of what they are doing to children. Children are the prize. They are the the little ones that you've talked of so much to remind us how important they are and how precious they are in heaven. Forgive us, Father, for allowing this to continue in our society. Father, it is time. We need the righteous fires to be burning in people's hearts. We need the pulpit to become strong and be outspoken on this. We need the mobilization of people of faith at every one of these events. We need mighty prayers of the power of heaven to come in and start doing the work that we can do, led by your hand. But it's time for justice. So, Father, lead us in this time. The children are at risk. And they're at risk in our own communities, in our local communities, and unfortunately, we've turned a blind eye. Forgive us. We pray for mercy, and we pray for the strength and might of the sword of the Spirit. Guide us in these times, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, patriots, keep your eyes on what's going on in your community. This is very, very real, and it's a very dangerous thing that's happening. If you have children and they're in public schools, they are at risk. Get them out. I can't stress that enough. You're not going to solve the problem by changing a school board. The teachers are corrupted, and unfortunately, it's becoming part of a corrupted culture that is now becoming the new accepted normal, even in our military. So put aside the idea that somehow this is all going to get better by a few people or a supposed white hat group because they're not going to change this. We are going to change this and we have to because at the end of the day, a nation that does not value its children has no future and it has no place in God's kingdom. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Flip some tables. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, 
defeatist belief, it leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist, we pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 